Does QAnon have a theme song? Uh, yes. But it's, I'm not telling you what it is. <laughs> okay, haha. <laughs> but um, you, first of all, you also, you just said that because you didn't want to have to come up with one on the spot. Uh, you don't know that. Yeah, I know your little tricks. You don't know that. Second of all, imagine if, like, QAnon should have a theme song. I'm trying to think of what it would be. For some reason, Cheeseburgers in Paradise. Cheeseburger in Paradise. Uh, oh, like I was kind of thinking something in that realm, too. Yeah, well, B- Buffett did play, I believe, a show yeah. for Jeffrey Epstein. Oh. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, there uh, like Jimmy neighbor, Buffett does feel like the kind of aesthetic representative. Yeah. But now I'm not so sure. Well, now it's changing. Now now it's like I don't know, like a TikTok, Now it's like, like yeah, now it's like a, a like okay, you know what it's got to be? It's going to have to be like a TikTok girl with like crazy anime deer makeup. Yep. But also like in a like sexy Ariana Grande outfit. Mm-hmm. Doing like hair flip TikTok dance, but it'll be like QAnon, like synchronized move. Yeah, okay. She could like she could do well. You could do like I mean, listeners of course cannot see this, but I am doing a pretty complex dance here uh, with my no, he- finger okay. and, and arm, uh, making a cue. So you could go like this, like right, 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 and it'll and like point a- to something, and then everyone will be doing the cue dance, and then mm-hmm. oh, this is how it's gonna happen. Well, this is wait, this looks like a Fortnite dance or something. This is and pretty then good. the the girl will get a record deal based off her TikTok fame, appear on you know. I don't know, VMAs just happened or whatever, the Grammys, mm-hmm. America's Next Top well, Singer, I f- whatever. I feel like you'd have to a- appear on like the non-pedo versions of those. No, because it's just the industry. She's just famous now. She's just, yeah, 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 true. And that's how Q will really reach the masses. Yeah, like, like that would be so funny if Hollywood was like, fuck it, Q's real. Like, we can make some money off of this. Like, just like make a movie about it. Dude, uh, someone it's gonna totally albums. happen. I mean, look, yeah, never absolutely. forget that Justin Bieber was found off YouTube. Yeah, dude, they were gonna make a fucking movie about me. They won't make a movie about QAnon. You know what I mean? This millions of people love this. Ugh, shit. it's gonna be something so bad, too. It's gonna be some like sober, like you know, uh, like drama with like George Clooney, like oh no, investigating <laughs> True Anon, and like but, the the press trying to figure it out, and Julia Roberts, and but it's be so, so but awful. The thing is, QAnon is so like if you like zoom back and like say some of the stuff out loud, it's so funny that like it's almost funnier if it was like a like a real drama, like George Clooney's like trying to figure out if like Hillary Clinton ate a baby in the Friends <laughs> video. Or he's like he's like he's like like this really like fucked up like scene of like like this like co- like Leonard Cohen or something playing and him tying off and shooting up Adrenochrome. Um, oh, that reminds me, I went to order Adrenochrome. Hello, welcome to QAnon Radio. Uh, my name is Gina Chrome. <laughs> like that one? I was gonna say uh, that's Franz gonna be like Quanon. a. Q- that's gonna be like a. No, it's gotta be Franz Canon. Franz Canon. You know that the CIA took him to the United States for cancer treatment. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I did know just, that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but it's actually my same case officer that did it. <laughs> Hello. My name is Liz. My name is, uh, fuck, I ran out of QAnon names. Help. I'm QAnon. And we are joined by producer Young Chomsky. And uh, this is not QAnon, but TrueAnon. This Hello. is true. Liz, do people ever ask you what the name means and you feel like embarrassed? Be like, uh, it's no, like a, you're always the one who feels embarrassed. I say it with pride. I'm like, I always am just like, oh, it's like uh, truly anonymous. Like I always say a funny name. You don't name. say that. <laughs> That's not truly anonymous. Um, that sounds like some like terrible seltzer. I actually never thought about it. Does the anon and true anon stand for anonymous or is true anon just the whole thing? It's just true anon, like QAnon. That's kind of what I thought. Well, That's QAnon I stands for Q and like anonymous, basically, because anon means like you know it's the four chan right. anonymous. Uh, but I guess we're based off of QAnon, so we're not based off the four chan. Yeah, anonymous. the whole thing was it's true anon, like QAnon, but true. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Good. That solves it for me. I was wondering that the other day. What are you saying? Are you kidding? We've been doing this for a year. What have you been telling people? This. All right. Don't pretend that this is. The, no one's ever asked me, but someone potentially could. And I don't. No. Really? No don't, one's ever don't. asked you. People ask me all the time. No one ever asked me if it stands for truly anonymous. No. People ask me what's the deal with the name. Oh yeah. No. Mostly people just ask for my autograph. Um. Because I tell them that I'm QAnon. Uh, so speaking of, we have a, was that not, that wasn't funny. Um, let's just keep going with it. Let me just, <laughs> let me, let me retake that. No, it was funny. It wasn't funny. It wasn't funny. It wasn't funny. Uh, no, mostly people just ask for my measurements. <laughs> no one asked for your measurements. You, you know how like women's measurements are like 24, 32, 48 or whatever, like, like I don't know, I, I just know that song or whatever. What? I don't know what those. I don't know what they mean. I don't know what they stand for. I don't know what those numbers correspond <laughs> wait, wait, wait. to. I don't know what those numbers correspond. Twenty two, thirty four, forty eight. Yes, isn't that a song or something? <laughs> what they're like a woman shaped like a pizza. Oh, that's fitting the subject matter. I don't know what these that's, numbers that mean. Is, that's um like chest measurement, right? Okay. Yeah. So breast measurement, waist, uh -huh. and then mm -hmm. hip. So that so would be 22. 22. She's got small titties, bigger stomach, big ass hips. So she's like an R. Crumb style kind of girl. Yeah, like a pizza. Anyways, do guys Upside have those pizza. measurements? Like, do uh, could I be like, yeah, I'm 37, 49, 54? Yeah, but you wouldn't say measurements that way because you would be talking about your shoulders, then your chest, and then your waist. So wait, they don't measure... So I... But I also have the titty area. I just don't have... Yeah, your chest. I'm saying, chest, but, but shoulder measurement is, is quite important in men's... But clothing. less so for women? They could yes. just have four sets of numbers. They, don't, they could just do... Most uh, women's shoulders are pretty much around the same. I mean, within like a two... two I mean, that's pretty similar. This is such a pill for me. Women. So this is, this is like when someone told me if you stretch your arms out, that's your exact height. So all women just have the same shoulder size as the other stuff that's different? No, no. But, but like, it's not as it's not as determinant of like fit than mm. say breast size, waist size, chest size. Also, look, that's really the stuff men are interested in. I not me. I'm interested in brain size. <laughs> <laughs> well, that can't be measured. Um, they really got to add a butt measurement. Anyway, so like let's let's keep going. That's uh, the hips. 
Well, not really. No. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 it isn't. That would, that, if you, if you are going by hip measurements, which by the way, I don't, but if you did, that would be very misleading to somebody who's a numbers guy. I'm not a numbers guy. <laughs> the I've, Nate uh, Silver of ladies' measurements. <laughs> I'm imagining that. It's certainly not Nate Silver. That is oh, like the gay, worst but. title anyone could ever have. Like, that is the worst, like, oh, we call him the Nate Silver of women's measurements. It's like <laughs> fucking turn around and run. Anyone you say that to. I work for Vox for women. <laughs> Do you know they have a fashion vertical, or they did when they like relaunched? Vox does. Yeah, they Holy like shit. they bought Racked, and so then Vox tried Racked. to kind of. <laughs> that was like a women's fashion oh. Uh, blog. Oh, uh, I'm not seeing Vox is folding Racked is the first thing that comes up. Anyway, they 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 kind of tried to have a like fashion fashion vertical that was, I mean, you know. Well, so, about I mean, as a lot fashionable as you can imagine. A lot of people don't know that Liz and I actually tried out several different verticals uh, during like the <laughs> six month mark of of Truanon's existence. I came up with MILF News, which was news for hotter older women. Mm. Um, Liz had Push Up Talk, which was like a sort of sports radio, but for push ups, uh, which did not go far. Turns out most people can't do more than like five. Uh, you know, producer here, myself excluded. Oh. Well, just myself, really. Um, and, uh, and of course, I had uh, haircuts, which was uh, a sort of like haircutting. There, I, there was no talking. It was just uh, the sound of me cutting someone's hair. Uh, <laughs> haircutting ASMR. Does that exist? It has to. It has yeah, because it's so close to the ear, right? Like a... Wait, so you know like the mics they record with ASMR? There's like ear things and shit? Like, Are they different? I don't. They have like different mics than us. Like they, really? Yeah. I mean, I've done the ASMR bit a million times on the show, so I'm not going to do it now. You can do it. I've never done it. Just go. Hey. 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 Yeah. See, Liz. I, I will say a little behind the scenes here. Liz was literally repulsed after she did that the second time as well. <laughs> She's hiding from the microphone now. Something I don't like. Doesn't it. feel right. It doesn't, it doesn't feel, right. feel right. It doesn't feel. People are like, when I first heard about ASMR, someone was like, oh, yeah, man, it makes people feel so relaxed. It is the opposite effect of me. It makes me feel deeply uncomfortable. I just, yeah, I, and it, like, even when I just did that, it felt like, mm, like a faux intimacy or something. Yes. It's just like, like very uncomfortable and weird. The hand of sexuality is behind it, which I don't like. Mm. I listen to uh, I listen to books on tape to go to sleep. I don't listen to. Uh, do you really? I do. I have. I listen to a fucking million. I have, I'm currently listening to the rise and fall. I always listen to ones. I can't listen you, to something that is I this like, an audible account. You have an audible account. I do have an audible account because I, you get a free book every month. Um, but uh, I uh, I always listen to shit I've either read before or like mm. familiar to like with. get it back in your head. Or just like you know, it's like it's, it makes me sleep. I can like kind of half pay attention. I don't have to like restart a. Book How many all times the time. can you listen to that uh, Antifa romance novel, though? So I'm actually I'm actually been reading uh, a really cool book called In Defense of Looting by a grad student. <laughs> um, that I thought it, it's I, it, there's a line that struck me from it that said, and like, fuck, forgive me if I get choked up. Looting is fem as fuck. 
And like, to me, like as a guy who's been divorced a bunch of times, lost a ton of shit in that, I'm like, that is so fucking true. Mm. That is, in fact, one of the truest things I've ever heard. It's femme as fuck because mm. it's like sex. Also because women be shopping. Yeah, because rioters are fucking the state. Mm-hmm. Get or it, get the it? state fucking Someone them. give me a Verso book deal. How about that? It was like a sub-Verso one. I think. <laughs> oh, it's not even Verso Mainline? No, 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 no. It's like, it's a, ver- it's, it, it's came out on, uh, uh, what is it? Imagine you uh, got to be on the B side of a Verso print. Well, Verso bought Racked and <laughs> Racked put that out. This is Vox's new vertical, Verso. <laughs> the left got Vox. Uh, we're going to, I'm going to get, we're going to get in trouble. One last thing. If you've written to the new for the new inquiry or read the new inquiry, stop listening to this podcast. <laughs> so we have a hell of an interview with you guys. What is it? Forty minutes into the intro here, I don't uh, know. with Julian Field, uh, named after I'm not telling you which field, but Field of Flanders uh, from World War One. Last name comes from uh, and Travis View, who's named after the view of the Field of Flanders from the QAnon Anonymous podcast. Yeah, we're Let's, talking uh, Q. Uh, we're talking saving the children. We're talking mm-hmm. TikTok, and much, much more. So let's get to it. Cha-ching! Welcome to the Frazzle Drip Power Hour. Uh, I am so excited to have with us today, straight out of the bunkers underneath Buckingham Palace, we have Julian Field and Travis View from QAnon Anonymous Podcast with us. Fellas, how you doing? Doing pretty good. I'm doing excellently. Pretty busy, but uh, thanks for having us on. Yeah, it's a pleasure. we're, We're very excited because... One of our, we, I feel like we've done a lot of Q episodes, most of them with Travis. Uh, we did one other one with Robbie Martin. Um, but uh, it is, this one feels the most pressing, I should say. Mm-hmm. Because in the, whatever, a, a little over five months since the pandemic kicked off, QAnon, which I always think will somehow, which is one of the most biggest delusions that I have, is that I always think that somehow it'll sort of fade away or morph into something else or kind of like, you know, people mm. will get over it. But no. QAnon has taken off to heights that uh, uh, a guy like me who invented QAnon could only previously dream of. Yeah. Uh, and recently, You should have kept control of the account, Brace. Uh, I know, but I, 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 I couldn't remember the, uh, the trip code or whatever, so I had to <laughs> give it to that one guy. Um, so you guys recently attended a pair of Save the Children rallies. And would you mind telling us a little bit about, because that sounds, man, I love the children. No, no pedo, but I, 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 yeah, you I, save I, them. I think they're great. Everyone loves to save them. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, what was uh, peculiar about these? What's peculiar about them is that their primary intention wasn't saving the children in any actual real concrete way. Mm-hmm. It was really just sort of a varnish over uh, uh, what are essentially QAnon rallies. What demarcates these people is that they don't have any connection to anybody who's been saving children in any effective way at all until the coronavirus hit. So that tells you everything you need to know. Then there are actually some groups that are, I guess, 
doing better work than others, even within this like crazy QAnon tinge space. So it's not all complete trash, but the vast majority are just waiting to get on stage to be like, we need to kill Podesta. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it should be said that there is like an actual uh, charity called Save the Children, which mm -hmm. has been like a big point of confusion in the online space where a lot of this stuff is like spread and and what has kind of led to this stuff in person really gaining a lot of momentum or it moving out of the online space into like the real world it seems because it's you know i i actually think that real charity was using the hashtag save hashtag save the children before and it basically um was completely co-opted uh in the kind of q space and then it it moved and morphed into this other thing right well, they were better at PR, basically, than the actual Save the Children people. They, <laughs> right. they they rallied people through a secret code and made them feel like they belonged to something. And then suddenly, of course, they were focused on this. But yeah, previously, I mean, they didn't even know about this. So I am going to be talking to one of the organizers in London, which is one mm. of the more confusing spaces, like the UK yeah. for this, this stuff. Because, you know, they're not really talking about Hillary. They do here and there. But, the, you know, they still love the adrenochrome stuff. And um, some of them seem relatively clean of the Q stuff, but very few. Yeah, I think what's been so, I mean, at least, so there seems to be, for people who don't know exactly what we're talking about, there's this sort of like uh, meme that has gained, I, 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 it seems like it started off as a meme, even in Q spaces, and it's just gained so much momentum and grown into um, just something much, much larger. And the idea being that um, 800,000 children in the United States are missing every year which is a an obscene amount by the way we should say right. that's um yeah that's that's but that's what's being repeated and that eight hundred thousand uh you know children are missing every year in the united states and we need to go out and save the children and then that's that kind of white genocide there you go. <laughs> and so that and that kind of like, you know, moves into some other kind of Q stuff and Pizzagate and but it's not always explicit that it is Pizzagate related. Right? Yeah, that, but that's the kind of like core of the meme and it sort of has now turned into a series of protests that are have that have happened in various locations across the United States, but as you rightly bring up, uh across the pond, as I like to say, uh, particularly, I think, in front of Buckingham Palace, which has been going on for a couple days. Yes. that Actually, I have to say, screaming pedophiles over and over into Buckingham Palace yeah, gates. Yeah, it's hard to object to that. It's going to be on, on a yes to that. Yes. Also, they get to say pedophiles, which I really <laughs> yeah, appreciate yeah, with the British accent. Yeah. And, and, and actually, it, that did work to summon <laughs> the entirety of the royal family. So maybe there <laughs> yes. are something there. <laughs> yeah. But that uh, that 800,000 missing children statistic, it comes from an, basically an old article from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. And what people did was that they just Googled how many children are missing every year. And that is the Google answer box answer, the very first result that you see when you Google that question. And this is where the QAnon Pizzagate people, they stopped researching. They mm -hmm. didn't look any further. They didn't ask any deeper questions. They said 800,000 missing children. And they concluded from that that they were like, 800,000 missing abductions and there were like there were uh, uh, 800,000 abductions and children were just disappearing all off the planet mm -hmm. at the rate of about a million a year. Well, well that's yeah. the thing too. I saw I saw a sign that just straight up moved the zero and said 8 million. Yeah. Like they, they, <laughs> well that that's what's so astounding to, uh, about it to me because like if you think about it for like a second 
then you're like, oh, well, that that's absurd. Like, obviously. Yeah, right. yeah one, absolutely. One in five children disappeared this year. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I mean, I mean it's, it was like the entire oh. population of San Francisco in children disappears every year. And then, yeah. like, uh, compounding years, we're not going to have a lot of children left. That's But true. also, it's like, if you are a normal person or a young person and you hear... You know that the government won't tell you this, but a million children disappear every year. You'd be like, holy shit, a million children? I mean, of course it gets repeated. It's, it's, it's fucking insane, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. I mean, that- and from, from what I gather, probably a lot of those I mean, you, you file a missing persons report, and I assume that that's collected into that data or something. That's right. It, yeah, it counts just every single missing persons report. And the problem is, is that like 99.9% of those children, like the overwhelming yeah. majority, are returned home safely. Yeah, this, this could is, be anybody. This is the problem. You're like you lose sight at a mall or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. If they're if they're gone for 24 hours and then you file a missing missing persons report because you don't know where they are and then they returned home safely the next day, that counts as a missing child. And so the the, the problem is, is that they, they, they don't do just any deeper research they just go for the most sensational interpretation and they stop thinking okay but what do the kids mean when they come back and say we were playing smash brothers (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, i mean that's the thing so you've got like you know it's like you've got a lot of people out there on the internet and now in the real world basically uh promoting the idea that there are like eight hundred thousand outstanding missing children (laughs) this year every year alone yeah i mean that's the compound millions (laughs) <laughs> and sort of the implication with that is that they are being abducted. And mm-hmm. if they're being abducted, there has to be some kind of organized ring abducting them. Exactly. And that uh, most likely culprit there is uh, the Podesta brothers. Yeah, right. yeah. And uh, that kind of stuff goes back to McMartin, where you basically, it, to make your delusions real, you need to carve out tunnels beneath buildings where you could fit all these children, right? Yeah. And, and so, so I'm like wondering, at these rallies, is it like, I feel... Uh, I mean, these were from, I saw the pictures, you know, it, it obviously quite a lot of QAnon signs there. Um, but like, I know both of you attended, I think, I think different ones. Um, were there a lot of people who were there who had just like heard the statistic or whatever, seen a meme, seen a TikTok, and rolled out because, you know, they care about the, this sort of plague of missing children? In LA, I'd say a, at most one in five was my impression. You know, I spoke gotcha. to some like, like I spoke to um, a Hispanic woman in her mid thirties, and she seemed a little confused, but she knew what Pizzagate was. She just didn't like have the data for us, so she turned to her cousin, who was underage, and her cousin said, "Oh yeah, we know everything about Pizzagate." Um, so it's always at least linked to that. I mean, very few of these are, are kind of being drawn out without that attached to it, even at least secretly. But then on top of that, the second rally was like super hijacked by multiple like extreme Christian groups, basically multiple different. Um, uh, pastors were up there talking about blood, everything from like, you know, these are adrenochrome shrines, like Emperor uh, uh, Nimrod is involved, and my father mm-hmm. is a, a mason, and I'm going to reveal it all to like, just more straightforward, like they're sucking the children of their blood to feed these stars. That's what makes them stars, and this is a ritual. Because th- this this was in Hollywood, right? Yeah, and Travis was at a, a smaller one. Yeah, I was at a smaller one, and I would say that, like, again, a minority of people uh, were there just to save the children in a general sense. The Most of them were down with QAnon or Pizzagate. There were, for example, there were call-and-response chants of where we go one, we go all. Mm. So, I mean, this is a, I mean, this is a problem. This is, I mean, it's 
it's, it's a it's a PR tactic more than anything else to sort of shield, uh, sort of detach what they're doing away from the baggage of QAnon. And it's very clever, honestly. And not to mention in LA, the woman uh, who made some of the big speeches and they had organized a group, they'd come with t-shirts, these red t-shirts. And there was a kind of Save the Children logo on the side that was two children's face on each other in profile, kind of like the, the Women's March logo. 100% yeah. you squint your eyes, it just looks like a Q. So they think they're being very subtle. The, the, what's interesting about covering QAnon is like you never have to dig too deep because they believe everyone else is building symbology into this stuff. So they actually do it. It's a bit like, you know, how you fear communists are going to kill you. So you, you, let's kill the communists first. Do you think that that's like a conscious choice or it's just sort of morphing into this other thing? I think that these people know that it's uh, unseemly, like that a lot of people will get turned off. There was even a speech by one of the organizers saying, you know, we don't have the, the, the facts on Pizzagate. You know what's going to appeal these people? Focusing on Viacom, focusing on Netflix, focusing mm. on how they're putting sexuality into our media, that kind of stuff. So, But then the next person was right back on the QAnon side. There was like no holding them back. <laughs> they were so extreme at my rally recently. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is the funny thing about uh, QAnon people. Like, some of them say that uh, you know, I'm with seventeen. Wink, wink, wink. Yeah, and they they try like, to. You'll never be, get this. Yeah, exactly. They they're trying to be coded these terrible ways. And other people, they often just drop all pretense of code and they mm -hmm. say that Q told me X, Y, and Z. One guy was fighting a lot with people at our rallies, screaming about Save the Children, but then he later said that there is a basement in uh, quote cosmic ping pong pizza. Right. So it doesn't mm. even get the name of the place. And you're right, like, but no, knows. no, it's Comet. And <laughs> no, yes, no, I agree. I, I, I know. And yes, I've been there and they, you know what? Pretty good parties. <laughs> um, I, and so you mentioned before, like, uh, uh, you know, these, these, these two uh, Latino women you were talking to. And mm -hmm. I think what a lot of people hear about QAnon people, they assume these are like, you know, 65 year old Facebook moms, you know, people mm -hmm. who spend too old people who are maybe cut off from their families spend too much time on the internet and get drawn into this because they, they, you know, are trained to think everything they read is true. And so they don't get that they're being lied to on the internet. But, um, but from the pictures and from, from sort of what you, you guys' podcast episode about it, it seems that that was definitely not the case. And is that like a new thing? And what do you kind of think the implications from that is? I think that it was just, um, I mean, as usual, I think people underestimate like how a local population will represent itself. I mean, if you look at the mm. LA rally, it was very just demographically LA. And there is a kind of bent towards Christianity and oftentimes women who are taking care of the children are going to be the ones worrying at home with extra time to be on YouTube or whatever. Uh, uh, but, but that's a lot of the people that kind of get funneled into it are like that. But it also depends who organizes it. So the first one we went to had tons of people of color and kind of young, even queer people who were were saying, hey, LGBT will never accept pedophiles. It's just not part of our community kind of thing. Mm. But you you definitely saw like young, really good looking people who might be yeah. like, you know, the people you hang out with uh, at a party that you associate with like mostly lefties. There was a porn star there that we haven't, uh, we, we were not trying to dox her or whatever, but she's like clearly what seems like a young liberal woman of color and, and a sex worker. And she was just there holding Hillary Clinton is Satan. Uh, sign. So very straightforward. Fair enough. <laughs> if I mean, you know, I think the argument is like, does she have an esoteric technique to drain babies in any particular way? Or are we just dealing with another horrifying politician? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Travis, what about the one you went to? 
Yeah, the one I went to was not quite that as as wild. I mean, most of them look pretty. I mean, if you saw them at a, a shopping mall or something, you wouldn't you know uh, look twice at them. Now they were young and old, and they were uh, quite diverse ethnically as well. So, um, but uh, they were there were about a hundred people, and they shouted. Um, you know, they shouted slogans. They sh- talked about saving the children. Uh, so, I mean, this is the—I mean, this is what I think is really kind of insidious about the whole save the children thing—is that it feels like a actual protest that's trying to mm. address a genuine injustice, and um, it has that feel. But is this? Is but when you scratch on their surface, it's basically either either substanceless or it's sort of just a front for a far right online radicalization program. One thing right. that like really made me want to talk to you you guys a bit is how this new Epstein flight log uh, thing is is getting completely transformed. We saw a sign attached to a stroller that had two little dogs in it, super cute, and the entire sign was a flight log written by hand by the daughter of the man that was there. And almost all the names were wrong. I mean, it's the confusion between the black book that has a bunch of celebrities he just like had the phone number of. Mm. And, and then the flight log. The flight log of like, I you know, I'm traveling with this dude. Well, actually, I saw so something that's been being passed around a lot. And it's actually been out there for a while, but it's kind of gained like a lot of the stuff more traction recently. Um, even unfortunately, I saw one of Epstein's victims share it as well. Uh, is right. this, I think, kind of fabricated flight log from 4chan, which has like, uh, you know, like the usual target. Who's that one lady who's married to John Legend? The like, oh, oh yes, Chrissy Teigen. Chrissy Teigen. Like, yeah. Chrissy Teigen's on it. I think Jimmy Kimmel's on it. Tom um, Hanks. Tom yeah. Hanks, Tom Hanks is, is on it. it. Uh, yeah, he's guilty of something. Uh, but like, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, no, but like, like all these people who like were not on Epstein's plane. Yeah. Right, like it, and like, and like, any sort of familiarity with it will show you, like, th- yeah, that's the uh, Jeffrey Epstein wasn't hanging out with Chrissy Teigen. Uh, no, and like, or, or just because you pro- like, just because you produce the sperm for Chet Hanks doesn't mean you're automatically a pedophile. Yeah. Like, obviously, you should be scanned or whatever. Dude, Chet Hanks' third eye is open. I've seen his <laughs> chest tattoo. Yeah. Man. He's not that. That is a pure soul right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but like that has really gained a lot of traction, and like I I, I mean. It's it's funny because like with the Epstein stuff, it, it it just basically adds more fuel to the fire for the Q, Q people, right? Because they get to say, well, look, you know, he was friends with Bill Clinton, et cetera, which is yeah. Uh, and then they, they get to position the Donald Trump line on that as like, well, he kicked him out of his club. I mean, kicking someone out of your club is a far cry from busting them about you know over their pedophilia. But like, but like, like everything else, like QAnon has really just like steamrolled over it and, and Im- Im- absorbed it essentially. Yeah. I mean, this is, I think that the fake Epstein flight log, I think is really emblematic of like the weird damage that QAnon does. I mean, there is a real flight log that requires no exaggeration. Chris Tucker yeah. is on it. You know, yeah. you could, yes, yeah, like you could find actual real celebrities that actually flew with Epstein. You don't need to make up extra bullshit to make it more exciting, but they do anyway. They just, they just add more nonsense. And then rather than focusing on the real world, you know, suspicion and tragedy, that's genuinely worth investigating and seeking justice for yeah i mean that's something that's been really interesting watching the way this save the children stuff has spread similar to the wayfair stuff which we can we haven't really gotten into on the podcast but i think we've talked about it a couple times um is that like even like uh, i mean we should probably talk about the like rise of tiktok here because it's been surprising to see what 
effect TikTok has had on <laughs> Save the Children, QAnon, uh, Pizzagate, you know, Pick Your Poison, whichever, and them all kind of uh, having the most ambitious crossover ever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's like, you know, we were talking about this before we started recording, but I was watching a bunch of the of TikTok videos today, just searching hashtags, and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like young, attractive people doing the TikTok dances where they point to the little things that have the, you know, have the words up, and it yep. says, "Did you know eight hundred thousand kids missing a year?" And then, or it'll say like eight hundred thousand kids. I mean, I watched one that had. 25 or 26,000 likes that said ICE is abusing 800,000 kids a year. Like there's just like a kind of crazed political narrative that is, I mean, it's like Mad Libs or something that people are just grabbing from creating this viral content and these new communities on this platform. I I mean, it's been kind of pretty shocking. I'm actually not as surprised about the teens in a way having kind of seen now like we've probably watched over a hundred videos of QAnon style people on our on our stream but the 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 majority of them they're 17 like I was pilled on loose change when I watched it and I was 17 like everyone's like searching for answers and trying to figure out the world they're of course mashing all these things together so the question is like how many of those remain pilled afterwards how many of those are just teenage uh, people who are just exploring it temporarily? Some some of the influencers have gone so full bore that you can tell that there were rifts in their families, their friends abandoned them, and they mm. kind of sought out a new community among the Q people on TikTok. And those are the ones I worry about the most because they're always mentally ill people or people who've experienced mental yeah. illness in the past. The most vulnerable are always the first to go. Yeah, it's even weird saying something like Q influencers. I have to like sit on that kind of... <laughs> image and phrase but that's i encourage no that's the thing is that like i encourage our listeners to like search this shit on t- on tiktok because you will be really surprised by the uh image that you see projected back at you because it's not the same kind of like stuff you see on twitter or anything close to what you see on facebook it's completely different it's funny to see new age people who like, let's say they buy into a kind of like, let's get better, let's make my body better, my soul better, let's mm. get connected to our community. And then suddenly they have the politics come in because the situation is so fucked up in terms of like the wealth disparity, the situation uh, uh, of people during the pandemic. So they're experiencing all these like insane material conditions. And so I don't think it's like such a huge surprise that you're seeing just these popcorns uh, just popping. Oh, I abs- I don't think it's a surprise. I mean, I, it's like heartbreaking in a way. Yeah. Like, I mean, in a lot of ways. I think like what's, uh, I mean, at least to me, what's immediately shocking is, or what I th- I think some people might find shocking is just how like how much it this stuff looks like any other viral piece of content that like this looks like Jessica Alba doing a viral TikTok dance, except it's about Pizzagate. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And like, there's yeah. like, there, like that is pretty jarring and and interesting. And it seems to be reaching just a whole nother tier of yeah. people. And the fact that it is like we say, like either by design or just sort of how this thing is spreading, using these really vague terms, like you're not going to see, you know, um, the normal kind of cue like. Easter eggs in a lot of these videos. Like it's going to be things like save the children, which sound kind of innocuous or, you know, other sorts of things that sound like, 
uh, oh, I could kind of get behind that or very, you know, vaguely support that. The major portal that, that opened for TikTok teens was around the Yummy video, which was a, a, a Bieber right. video because he was posting kids online. And like, you know, it was it, obviously the structure around it. If you get the context, like it's not it doesn't seem sinister. It just seems like another terrible idea by a bunch of people who are directing him. Wait, so um, what's the Yummy video? So yeah, he kind of So yeah, so yeah, ahead. Justin Bieber had this had this recent single release called Yummy. Yeah, you got that And uh, there is a music video that's that takes place in a restaurant in which uh in which a lot of old people are served jello dishes. It's hmm. very weird. Yeah, it's very like kitsch. It's on, it's kitsch on purpose. It's very like entertainment complex of today but here. a lot of maker people, studio stuff a lot of uh, a lot of uh, young people got into their heads that just that the yummy and the music video were actually secret codes wherein justin bieber was trying to reveal the truth of pizzagate and this was kind of accelerated by online disinformation that claimed that bieber was offered the chance to essentially like molest and <laughs> kill a child but he declined because justin bieber is a good boy in hollywood yeah so so there's this interesting whole, interesting take on justin bieber Sure. Yeah, I know. It's like, is it weird the the ones that they decide like, okay, all of Hollywood's corrupt, but we're gonna pick out a few guys that are good. They picked the young people. They couldn't get, they couldn't let go of Bieber, so they decided that he couldn't come out and say, oh, Hollywood is is awful. It's full of uh, child sacrificing child sacrificing pedophiles and needs to be burnt to the ground. Mm. And so he had to reveal the secrets of Hollywood through his 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 music video this is actually idea. i think it kind of makes sense with beaver because they're first of all because he was a child actor yes, exactly. or not actor but child singer and so there's this mm -hmm. kind of like presumption which you know fair enough that like you know kids that move into the business at a really young age are you know extremely exploited use that as like yeah. a degree up to the point of abuse but then also he had those moments those kind of like bizarre breakdown moments which were definitely not as far or as crazy as britney um yes. yeah, yeah. in her heyday but where he was like wasted and said all this shit about bill clinton do you remember that yeah, that's remember a, that. what the yeah, thing he about like, him is like yeah, sorry. It, it was really weird. I can't. I I can't even remember exactly what he said, but he said something disparaging about Bill Clinton, and it was in like kind of a viral video. And this is, and then you know he comes out and he's like, "I'm going to rehab, or I got to spend some time on myself, or some bullshit, or whatever." <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, and so it wouldn't surprise me if something like that, like that, all kind of is part of the mythos that allows a star to kind of occupy that space, I think. In the same way that I could see this something like that similar happening with like Ariana Grande because of her like kind of public breakdowns with the donut and, you know, these kind of like breaking the fourth wall stuff that she would do mm -hmm. with her fans. Just a little pop culture, you know, ruminations One thing there. about the Justin Bieber thing is that uh, I am looking at E! Online right now and the headline is Justin Bieber talks to Bill Clinton, apologizes for mm. dissing ex-president while peeing in a bucket. Insider tells E! News that the former commander-in-chief took Bieber saying, fuck Bill Clinton in jest. Teen mm -hmm. tweeted that the prez was a hashtag great guy. He apologized for on two bars of Xanax saying this is Bill Clinton's open mouth. As and I pissed. will say, I don't know. Look, if you've looked into Justin Bieber's dad, that definitely seems uh, like right. the kind of dad yeah, yeah. who either does drugs or, yeah. or and or has sex with women 
in the same room as his son. That's the thing about the entertainment industry in general is that it is horrifying. It is processing children, destroying their lives, processing celebrities, destroying their lives, abusing people, using their sexuality as a kind of like energy to sell their bullshit and then casting them aside when they're done with them. So this deeper truth, this kind of like, oh, instinctively I feel it's true is what's at play because then maybe you're not very discerning. You're going to get like a little bits of information here and there, but you're like, but on a profound level, like, yeah, they're bad, you know? And they're not wrong in that sense. That's what's so yeah. fucking hard. Yeah. Also, I mean, you know, it is curious that Justin Bieber would pick Bill Clinton, which he was like three <laughs> or zero when Bill Clinton was president. So yeah, yeah. what uh, I'm saying is maybe I'm a believer truther on this one. <laughs> <laughs> who made him tweet hashtag great guy about Bill? He's probably the only person in history who's tweeted that about Bill Clinton. Yeah, what um, a fucking suck up. Man, the DNC so, really hit hit him hard, huh? They're just like, "Sir, you will be apologizing. You will be saying that Bill Clinton has never urinated, and that he's actually a pure man." Well, they could set MS thirteen after him. They lost Seth Rich. <laughs> So, so, you know, this is all to say that this QAnon stuff has, I mean, especially recently, really, really, I mean, it's hit the mainstream before, but it's like really hit the mainstream now. I mean, we have this woman, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who, uh, who recently won her primary in Georgia's 14th district. And uh, she is, well, I don't want to say unabashed QAnon believer because she seems, uh, mildly abashed by it, or at least abashed enough to lie about her past concerning it. Um, but like, yeah, we, we, we've, we've got, we've got our first full on, I mean, she's almost certainly going to win her, uh, her general election. Uh, we've got our first, I believe first full on QAnon member of Congress. Yeah, the thing with her is that, you know, the only reason that she, you know, like you said, she was abashed is because she started getting condemnations from certain parts of the GOP, but they were very soft. I mean, the Koch brothers, they loaned her uh, or they they donated $5,000, which is fucking peanuts. She put $900,000 of her own money up for her election. So she built a bridge and was like, you have to listen to me. And so the GOP was, even their candidate, um, the guy right right, uh, right under her, he was unable to to even raise like that amount of money within like his base or whatever. So the point yeah, is like- John Cowan. Yeah, yeah he Cowan. also had a, he had a terrible message, which which was like all of the conservative, none of the crazy. And the voters mm. said, we want the crazy. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, that was, he was still fucking holding a gun in his no, goddamn ass. Exactly, the guy's what, a fucking lunatic too. Exactly, but he didn't have that QAnon edge. Not that enough. Want. And so as soon as she kind of got in through that first door, where it was clear she was going to win, no matter what the GOP wanted to do, then you had like you know like people saying, "Oh, I protest," like two or three people or whatever, and then the money thing with the Koch brothers. But let's be honest, it was more just a hazing saying, hey, if you're going to come into the fold, you're, we're going to need you to do some bare minimum shit. And Travis can tell you uh, how well that fucking uh, supposed kind of, you know, uh, disowning of QAnon went, which, by the way, the GOP is now saying she disowned QAnon. 
which is false, but yeah, Travis right. So what happened was that Marjorie Taylor Greene went to Fox Nation and uh, which is which is really like which is like Fox's like uh like digital platform. So it was apparently this so is like apparently, literally no one watches it. No one watches it. Which I just put it there. All right, let's get yeah. this out of the way. She basically. was in a box, a wooden box. She was in this yeah. weird it was a weird, uncomfortable <laughs> interview, and then and then she asked she was asked about QAnon and then she couldn't really do it. What she said, <laughs> what she said was like, you know, after following QAnon, I went on a different path, and then, yes. and then she said that, and then she said that when asked about misinformation that she saw from QAnon, she said like, well, you know, they said um, that the midterms were safe and the midterms weren't safe, and so she owned up to a single thing that that. QAnon got wrong, but she didn't dis- disown the movement. She didn't say, uh, I-, I don't want to have anything to do with QAnon, or I was wrong, or that yeah. to follow QAnon, her criticism- or QAnon is fake news, or anything like that. Yeah. She didn't disown it. Her criticism could have been of like fucking Nate Silver. It was so milk yeah, toast like, and like oh, unrelated. Exactly. You could like criticizing a pundit. Oh, you got it off. wrong. Yeah, you got it wrong. So you I decided say- a different path. Yeah, exactly. It's not it, the problem with yeah. The problem with Marjorie Taylor Greene is that she's only comfortable when attacking. And this 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 mm-hmm. interview when she's allegedly uh, disowning QAnon, which she doesn't, is that is that she's very very uncomfortable because she's forced to like reflect upon the how the things that she claimed to believe in the past that she doesn't promote quite strongly anymore. And I tend to talk about this a lot, but I think it's a bit like the Nazis, you know, kind of saying, "Well, Volkish occultism has done what it could. It got us here, yeah. and now we don't <laughs> fucking need it anymore. It's not yes. actually useful on the ground." Operationally, it fucking sucks, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we they, say uh, that until the Koch brothers stop holding their nose and put in more than five thousand dollars into these congressional races. <laughs> Isn't that what well, fucking the, happened with the Tea Party though? They waited. Exactly, they were like, no, exactly. no, no, and then they were like, oh shit. Okay, well, fine, we'll help you. And then they yeah, cut a deal. I mean, in a lot of ways, Q is the tragedy farce to the Tea Party. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, and there's a direct line there, which you know many of a, many other people have pointed out, but like. I, th- I think she, so Marjorie Taylor Greene, she worked, or she, I mean, worked, I don't know what that, okay. She blogged for a thing called <laughs> American Truth Seekers, yep. where she mm-hmm. she wrote that um, Charlottesville was an inside job to further the agenda of the elites. Mm-hmm. None of Wait, this didn't stuff. did that happen under Trump? Yep. Yeah, that was in 2017. So it's, did he do it? Is that? Uh, I mean, no, I no. think inside it's. Inside uh, of this inside job. Think, no, think mean, mirror brace. God damn it, man. Black ops, man. No, Come on. Get no, the this is yeah, the yeah, deep, deep state. state. <laughs> it's a deep state. Yeah, it, it plays into this whole Soros deep state idea. That exactly. They're, they're, they're outside forces that Trump yeah. can't squash quite yet. By the way, those 900,000, they came from the fact that she's a real estate heir. Her fucking mm. family has shit tons of real estate. And the reason she was able to run in the in the district she ran in is because she fucking carpet bagged. She bought a house in that district, unclear if she ever moved, and suddenly she's running there classic mm-hmm. um yeah that is so you actually just mentioned one of you guys just mentioned dark forces and that reminds me of a of a sweet little thing that donald trump said uh, i believe yesterday about uh my my good friend joe biden which is in, in a in a interview with what's her name laura the severe looking blonde woman from laura Fox. ingram <laughs> laura ingram yeah no. uh, of the mac 10 mm-hmm. ingram family i never know if it's uh, ingram or ingraham Right. I can never say so it right. Worcester, Worcester. I think that uh, Kennedy is Ingram? having the same issue. Exactly. Ing- Ingraham. Oh God. <laughs> uh, but but she she asks Trump. I, I can't remember exactly what the question is, and he goes into what I think. I mean, with no evidence, of course. Uh, but in classic QAnon style, I think 
uh, probably slightly planned out as a little bit of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge uh, into a little, little short diatribe, very vague. In fact, mm-hmm. I don't think he could be much vaguer about dark forces pulling the strings of Joe Biden. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The thing is that it's like it was a wink, wink, nudge, nudge to all conspiracy theorists because this is like <laughs> yes. this is like this is like the va- the the vague, broad template of all conspiratorial narratives. Be like all. So here's what we got. We've got dark forces that are pulling the strings and they're controlling Joe Biden and like no no details. Well, first of all, how insane is that a president is telling us that there are dark forces ha- uh, influencing America, but he won't say what they are so we could like address it? It's you being think- investigated. What are you going to interfere yeah, with our investigation? He's actually just echoing Marion Williamson. He's talking about the dark psychic <laughs> right. forces. Yeah. She work. said that Q was a dark psychic force. So I was very glad to see Marianne come out against Q. Mm. Trump um, also came out again and said that he and denied um, having a bunch of strokes, which I have to say on the podcast that we recorded yesterday, I said that I thought that maybe he had a stroke, which proves the fact that mm. perhaps the president right now Professor Dr. Donald Trump, if you're listening, Donnie Deals, hello. Thanks for listening to the podcast. <laughs> Thanks for dropping in. If he has 17, though, if he has 17, he goes super Saiyan and becomes Q+. So he's waiting. <laughs> so so that, that also reminds me, of course, of another, well, actually a couple other things Trump said. One is he repeated like a, of course, like as, as far as anybody knows or can even guess, totally baseless rumor that Antifa people were being flown into Washington to protest the RNC, uh-huh. all in they, black clothes or whatever. Uh, they got the upgrade. They're not on buses anymore. They, yeah. got, exactly. they got the plane tickets. And they're armed now. They have fucking soup. Yes, yes. They're, they're, um, they're, they're, they're leveling up, the Antifa. They're going to be <laughs> in like jet planes soon. Yeah, the, the arms race. People don't talk about that. First it's soup, then it's whatever, like old vegetables. These people are fucking going. They're out of control. The cans get heavier. Um <laughs> But uh, but he also was asked about Q recently, and um, you know that's been for for listeners who don't follow this stuff that well, that has been a uh, big, well, let's say, ask of the Q people is is ask him about Q, and like he'll give you an answer. And I honestly don't think he could have threaded that needle any better than he did. Uh, I mean, the question was actually pretty good, too, because he's always just sort of pretended to be like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. And she explained it to him. Yeah. And he was able to essentially just be like, I still don't know, but I know they like me. And, uh, you know, what's wrong with fighting pedophiles? Yeah. Uh, he said like, that. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? When it, when <laughs> with, with no, no clear answer, but enough of a wink to the QAnon community that they were absolutely over the moon. Mm. So, like, what do you think? I mean, you guys have talked a lot on your show about how Donald Trump obviously knows what QAnon is. I mean, he's retreated QAnon people like 500,000 fucking times at this point. You know, he, he, he follows a lot of like, uh, let's say... Uh, less some questionable sources on uh, on 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 some certain topics, and uh, but like, how do you think it, this really like like I I what what I'm guessing here is that like he understands that this is like a valuable constituency that like loves him, and like I think that this is sort of going to become more mainstream in the Republican Party, more mainstream than it already is. Um, how do you think this is kind of going to shake out with that sort of stuff? Because people thought the Republican Party was going to be like a Nazi party. Turns out, well, if, I mean, if you count David Icke as a Nazi, 
I guess it counts, but like <laughs> it turns out it's going to be way weirder than that. It mm-hmm. looks like really clearly that it's going to become like QAnon is going to be a major constituent force of that party. Yeah. David Nick is a clone, by the way. David Icke is a Nazi. Mm, my bad. Yeah. Well, it's an American <laughs> pronunciation. I mean, I think we might get, you know, the QAnon Nazi sort of alliance going on because like, because the, that, that sort of almost kind of embodied in Marjorie Taylor Greene, because like we think about QAnon is that they provide cover and justification for essentially authoritarian fascist crackdowns. Yeah. I think fascism Mm -hmm. is more of like a Pokemon evolution of QAnon. It's not, it's not, uh, they're not like very different things. They're just like uh, different stages of rock. No, I mean, like, like, yeah, if like, if like, you know, if, uh, you know, Trump, you know, ordered the Department of Homeland Security to round up all major Democrats, like the QAnon, in a, in a totally fascist, illegal way, then the QAnon community would say, good, we're excited, this is happening, not, oh, we live in a dictatorship now, and that is bad. Yeah. They would be excited about this authoritarian crackdown, it provides this sort of this framework that makes it good and okay for them. Because if these crimes exist, so like, if the occultists set up this set of fucked up, like, I mean, primordially fucked up crimes. Then when you finally get the news of what's happening on the ground, the kind of fascist side of things, like you said, rounding up, killing people. It's like, well, yeah. I mean, I can't believe they haven't done it sooner. Yeah. So what took it? What took them so long? Well, I think too, it's like, I mean, you know, Q will continue on and it's like kind of growing in the way that it is. I think, you know, if Trump were to win re-election, but I think that if Biden wins, it's going to grow aggressively like more <laughs> like in a, in a yeah. different way too because yes. it's going to be able to create it's a, a, a brand new kind of offshoot narrative to to explain the election and then what the you know upcoming plan is for the next four years or whatever and right, it almost I mean, gives it it breathes a new life into it in a way um that I, you know I, I don't know i don't think a lot of people have thought about or i maybe i just haven't seen it um but but I would be like a pretty concerned there just because, like you said, I mean, we're being set up for, okay, so let's let, walk through an example if like, you know, the polling and all this stuff is correct and Joe Biden like coast to victory, which, you know, let's putting aside my thoughts on if that's the case, like if that were to happen, you've suddenly got a Republican Party that needs to uh, kind of like figure out where do we go from here we've got trumpism and at the extreme end of what they call trumpism they've got the QAnonism, yeah and you've got a really fiery base that's already now creating brand new like justificatory narratives for its own existence and growth over the next couple of years like you say people are gonna glob onto it funders are gonna glob onto it and it's gonna be I mean, I think it has the potential to be a a much bigger, more mainstream thing than even we're seeing now. As opposed to the DNC, uh, you know, like uh, the GOP is very willing to take the fervor where it exists. And I think that the more we have a kind of, you know, at best astroturf presidency in Biden, we're only going to get a kind of increase of the things that make people believe these things. So mm. I don't think that's going away. And and you're right, you know, whether it's Trump or not Trump, it's like, hey, I'm having some cognitive dissonance. Uh, he's not doing the stuff I need and my material, uh, you know, conditions are not changing versus Biden. Uh, 
again, my material conditions are not changing. So, <laughs> you know, or worsening actually. And so, yeah, I think that that uh, th this is not going to stop until people get rid of the giant gray space in our intelligence agencies and uh, in the way that politics are funded. Yeah, I think it's a shame because I think like liberals, um, you know, liberals and kind of like mainstream journalists, even mainstream journalists who cover Q, like there seems to be this like blind spot here where they think that this stuff will just disappear once Trump is gone. And mm -hmm. I, I just think that like everything we've seen, like we kind of started this episode talking about is like, and you guys have been covering this for years now. It's like all we've seen is this movement get bigger and broader and stranger as the years have gone on and and captured like many, many, many more people. Like just as the months go on, it's it's growing exponentially. Um and there seems to be this idea that that it'll just it like it's a fad or a trend and it'll just stop, or it's like something that can be stopped by shutting down Facebook, which you know, obviously, yeah. hey, is a full errand. You know, couldn't no, couldn't hurt. Well, it's well like we should shut down you Facebook guys, for other reasons too. You guys have been like, tra tracking the whole Epstein thing. That is such a huge fucking thing. Every day, there's no justice around this stuff. That is so clearly wrong. That is so mm -hmm. clearly our like kind of quote unquote elite class just taking advantage of us and treating us like cattle and just idiots. Every day that's not addressed is another day where that space will be filled with conspiracy theories. It will not stop until there's any kind of semblance of justice. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I agree. Like, when tracking this Q and other thing, there is sort of this unconscious kind of assumption, even like the people who are aware of it, like, okay, but this is going to go way soon, right? Mm -hmm. People are going to wake up. Right. And people will stop believing this. There's no way there are that many gullible people who would buy into this. And I don't get it. I They don't get it. I, I, a lot, I feel like a big part of my job is impressing upon people that this is something that's going to be part of the political landscape in some form or the other for the rest of our lives. It's here to stay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's 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 something that like really sort of boggles my mind about it because QAnon, as time has gone on and they've like incorporated more different uh, conspiracy theories, you know, the JFK Jr. stuff, the time travel stuff, all that. You'd think less and less people would believe in it because it's gotten more and more unbelievable. I mean, it's unbelievable from the get go, but like more and more insane. But nobody um, believes all of it, Brace, you know, like they're always going to, it's a crowdsourced yeah. thing. It's in the edge of the internet. You hang out in your community. If you're a JFK Jr. person, you're there. If you're a Spygate person, you're there. It's, these are just increased entry points, not mm -hmm. actually a detractor from the overall image people get because people never get the overall image. There is no actual QAnon conspiracy theory. That's the problem. Yes, it's a completely it's, decentralized theory, actually. Yeah, it, it really is. Uh, yeah. and, and like... It's it's just like I mean I know we touched on this earlier um but but the diffusion of these ideas sort of into the popular imagination um which like Liz and I have talked about I hope I had nothing to do with that um <laughs> but like it, it, but like like someone I know recently um taught said a QAnon phrase to me right and like we get a lot of messages from people saying like, you know, my, my husband's into this, my sister's into this, my mother's into this, my grandmother's into this. Uh, you know, what do I do? Like, you know, oftentimes people really worried. Um, but this was the first time that someone I knew uh, really like offhandedly, I don't know if they knew that I knew what it was or something, but said, where we go on, we, we go all to me. Uh, and 
I talked to another friend about this, uh, who, uh, not, not a close friend, but someone I know about this. And, uh, I was like, you know, this, and I explained to him what QAnon is. He's like, well, you know, like they did just find those 39 missing children in Georgia. And I was like, yeah, I, I understand that. I'm not saying that like children never get kidnapped. Obviously they do, but like the, like the frazzle drip video, like I'm like, well, he's like, yeah, but like, you know, you can get why people, you know, it's like. They, I mean, they found those children. I'm like, yeah, I understand that. But like those children weren't abducted by like Tony Podesta or whatever. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I know. But like they still found. And it's like it was like this crazy circular conversation. Which, so I can imagine. And that guy's not even a QAnon guy. Uh, but like that has like. And, and he told me one thing I, I was I was that, that sort of stayed with me. What he told me is like, well, no mainstream media is covering this. I had to learn about it on YouTube. I'm like, dude, it was it's literally like was covered. I mean, everywhere. It was a major story. Um, I mean, it still is being covered. They just arrested more people. Um, but like this, uh, it just seems like the perfect storm of people, like rightfully so, mistrusting almost all mainstream media, um, of being disillusioned with whatever politicians, uh, of, of living in a world that doesn't make any sense. And so anything is possible, even things that are patently absurd on the face of them. Because like patent absurdity is what we, we, we unfortunately is visited upon us daily. And, and so like, and, and, and I think especially with like the, the, with, 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 uh, coronavirus, you know, the world is, seems insane right now. And it's, it's certainly miserable. Um, and, and I think that like there are, there are no answers for most people. Uh, I, I mean, if they talk to me, I got a couple, uh, Belden program, but like it, it's, uh, like I understand them searching for something, um, yeah. but it does worry me. I mean, I think like, and I, I had talked about this on the show before, but like the, the Wayfair hoax thing mm-hmm. that freaked me out. Like yeah. that, that really freaked me out. That was like a lot of people believe that. And like, I think we're going to keep seeing stuff like this. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, the circumstances are not changing. And uh, in fact, people are running on political platforms of not changing anything, you know? So I, it's like, yeah, well, then watch it continue. I mean, if you're not going to change the temperature in your fridge, then all of the things in your fridge are going to get rotten slowly. Yeah, and that that you're right. That's kind of like QAnon mindset is sort of floating outside of the QAnon sphere where mm-hmm. you could you could buy into like the Wayfair thing, even if you had never heard of QAnon. Or you could find yourself, you know, getting outraged about the 800,000 children who are missing and not even ever heard of Pizzagate. It's a, it's one yeah. of those things where it's just this, even, even that where the QAnon mindset has burst out of the QAnon community itself and it's just sort of infecting the, the general populace. And now we have a kind of amazing uh, kind of gray area where people may not even support QAnon, but they're still reinforcing the structure by organizing mm-hmm. these things. There were uh, a few articles published recently by the Daily Mail, the New Zealand Herald, who took it down, uh, and the Telegraph basically promoting the Pizzagate conspiracy theory, saying, hey, people online are using these emojis, you know, cheese pizza and pizza to represent pedophilia, and this is how they're doing their stuff, and so they're taking down accounts. That's their whole shtick. And I'm still investigating whether this woman, you know, at least watched Out of Shadows a few months back, and that's why she started. But she either is very good at cleaning everything or whatever, I mean, her community is a, is QAnon, like definitely, you know, her comments are filled with, with different stuff like that, but there does seem to be a almost pure front now, like it's developing mm-hmm. organically. 
Yeah, that that like so. Wait, are you talking about the journalist? Or are you talking about the person that the the because it was like on the Times oh, no, sorry, or something, yeah. and you have to have like a it's behind a paywall. So yeah, yeah. I ain't reading that. No, so yeah, um, the 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 person that all of these journalists spoke to. It's it's a woman in London. She's an executive assistant. Uh, her first name is India, and she just seems like a regular person. And then basically, she started getting this attention, and then she started shooting videos where she was revealing her face, even though she accused them of like doxing her. So she was both enjoying this kind of like newfound attention, yeah. right? Started shooting these videos. I post a single screen cap, not listing even her name, and she, uh, you know, hit me up. Was like, take this down, take this down. Took down all her videos. I mean, in the video, she's literally drinking red wine with Pretty Little Princess on her on her on her uh, sweatshirt, and behind her it says, you know, boss bitch. I mean, we're dealing with people that are not. They're, you're going to think that they're kind of these liberal, you know, shills before you think that they're right wing in any way on the yeah. on face value. Yeah. And that's like, that's, that's, that's something I, 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 I kind of, cause we're, we're, we're kind of nearing the end here. And I wanted to, um, ask you guys about, because like I said, like we get a lot of questions basically from, from QAnon people or excuse me, from like the spouses or relatives or friends of QAnon people. And I'm, I'm sure you guys do too. I'm sure people have contacted you about that. It's like, I don't really know what to say to people because like now that I, I mean, before actually I did, I thought I did. I was like, well, you know, show them that this and this isn't true. Like, in you know, but like that doesn't work, you know, I mean, it doesn't even work for people who aren't even really into it uh, as sort of my experience showed. Like, and, and I don't like, I'll be honest with you. Like I, I get baffled by that. Like, I, I don't know how to get past that because like somebody can look at like something that's not true and then you can show them something that is true. And then that disproves the thing they believe, and then they still like they have like a feeling that 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 something is true, and, right. and it's really difficult to change that. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, like I I get questions like that too, and I do do not have a real solid answer for them because like I feel like uh, my project here was always sort of describing the nature of the problem as best mm -hmm. as I could. And my my personal delusion was believing that if I described the problem well, if I brought brought enough attention to the problem, then there would be some Calvary coming around coming along, and like people with actual influence will say will say, "Hey, this is a problem, and we should go and." fix it. Yeah, I don't want to like, you know, kind of put trust in our institutions or anything, but if you have intelligence agencies and you have a health system that deals with psychiatric issues, then we need to find an institutional way for people to be able to do interventions and then people who are in this shit to choose to to get help because it's a bit like addiction brace. Like you have to have the volition of the person. You can't yeah. just put someone in a camp for re-education because they think fucking Hillary Clinton eats children. But but yeah, yeah. There, there's no like easy answer there. And I don't think we should be the ones to provide it. We do a fucking podcast covering this subject. The, the, the bottom line is we're not trained in any way to help people. And there are institutions and they do not seem interested because, well, for a variety of reasons. Well, I mean, I think like, at least in my personal experience, because I've had some friends reach out that where like, again, it's the same case where they've had friends or relatives that have gotten into this stuff and um, I mean, not to, you know, not to get like to whatever, but, you know, I have family members that are definitely like, I would say at least if not fully in this stuff, like very adjacent. I mean, I don't keep too, too close to tabs on it, but I think like, at least in my experience, the best jumping off point is finding kind of points of agreement and then moving 
into like other areas from those points that are maybe a little bit more, um, you know, a, a bit more grounded in, in reality rather than saying something like, well, that's not being antagonistic, at least in my, in my experiences, like never worked with trying to convince people or right. giving off any kind of, um, like attitude or, um, yeah. Yeah. or, or any kind of, uh, having, taking any kind of pose that could feel, um, antagonistic or disrespectful or like you're not interested or condescending. Like, I don't know. That's that, that has never been helpful, at least in my experience, kind of trying to convince people to see, see something from another perspective. And so, I, I mean, I would treat, treat Q and the like related insane, I mean, cosmos that it's created uh, and living in online in the same respect. I mean, it's funny. I, I kind of like spaced out for a second when you guys were talking because you said something that had me thinking where you were, you know, you were saying like everything has kind of become Q. And it made me wonder, like, maybe it wasn't that everything has become Q, but that Q has come out of whatever that is determining everything else as well, right? It's like Q isn't the thing. And we're saying that, I mean, I'm meaning that as like an ethos or a worldview. Like, that's not what's determining all this stuff, but it's all coming and emerging out of the same sort of, um, you know, well that we're all in, but that we can't see. And so I wonder if we were to kind of look at it that way, if perhaps that would give us new avenues or new kind of modes for approaching it and and confronting it and dealing with it i think that one thing that the addiction model gives and i'm not saying it's like a comprehensive model to understand this at all not even remotely but it allows people to to say hey how is this affecting your life like are you not sleeping at night are you not able to talk to your family members and your friends? Is your whole life shifting and that's where we can see that this isn't just a belief in QAnon it's something even deeper. And, yeah. and that's when family members write into us, at least. That's, that's something that, that, that uh, I've heard Travis say a lot in your guys' show, which is like, he's sort of, um, I feel like you take it from like the perspective of like, it's a cult. And like, you know, it, which it is, which I, I, I think is like a fair, a fair way to say it, but it's like a radicalization process, right? And like, you can't really de-radicalize somebody by being like, you're fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Because that like makes them really put up more walls. And it's hard not to do that, right? Because this is patently insane, mm-hmm. as are kind of most things that a lot of things, not most, but a lot of things that people get radicalized on. Like that, that seemed pretty far fucking out there. Um, but like that, 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 like that gets me thinking, like, yeah, you probably need to use whatever methods people use to like sort of deprogram people from cults. And like that's not something that like I'm capable of doing, you know, that's not something that I think most people I know are capable of doing. I don't, I, you know, I, I technically was employed as a peer counselor for a while, but uh, that, you know, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, I, I've dealt with a lot of people with mental illnesses before, but, but QAnon itself is almost like, uh, it's like a mental illness that you catch from the internet, right? Like it's not even necessarily, I mean, obviously a lot of the Q influencers are fucking crazy. And it involves like, a lot of volition. That That's what's so, exactly. I guess, different with it is, I mean, you could argue there's some aspects where it's like you couldn't help yourself. You had to keep watching those videos all night, right? That's an addiction yeah. element. But there's also just like, yeah, you chose, like you're choosing all of this stuff. Right. And then the question comes up, are you choosing all of this stuff? 
There's the yeah. yeah. There's the there's a gamification process that makes people just more committed. They feel mm. like you feel like they have to you know uh, go out and wi- red pill more people as sort of yeah. like they're commissioned to do this, and they feel like they have to decode you know gestures from Trump or Q drops. That's it. It's like there's religion, there's politics, there's mental illness, and then there's the cult model. All of those have to play into this because there's, there's there's no way to see it outside of those. And the other thing is that this is like the first time like where people have the cult leader like in their pocket they're like they have these q drop apps that alert them the second there's a new q drop and and th- that means that it means like when you know q is posting office often he hasn't posted in a while but when q is posting off often then they don't spend much time thinking about non q anon subjects so it's just they're just locked solidly into this q anon mindset i mean it's, it's 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 not just like a cult it's like a kind of you know dispersed uh no constant 24 7 cult without a compound yeah. Also, I don't, think, I don't think we've ever kind of see, ever seen before. We've never had the president feed into we, yeah, yes, something never this had. specific. Yes, so there's like yes. there's a there's a macro political environment you can't ignore in right, this. Right. It's it's unprecedented in a lot of ways. That, that's that's what really gets me about it. Um, is is just how like different this is than anything. You know, I, I read a lot of history, and I I can't find. Uh, I mean, maybe the Crusades or something, you know, like mm-hmm. Crusades I, plus I, I kinda, Instagram. So I, I did want to end on one thing, which is that there was recently a viral thread, which in a uh, subject replete with viral threads, uh, should probably give you no clue to what I'm talking about, uh, by a guy uh, saying that he has exposed Q's identity as Jim Watkins, the uh, owner of 8 Coon, which is the Jim Watkins, a uh, real human freaks uh, <laughs> successor to 8chan. Uh, and, and so I had, I had understand from listening to you guys' show before, I think your interviews with the former other co-owner or whatever of H-Hand, Frederick Brennan, that, that Watkins, yeah, he had like a big involvement in whatever Q is or whatever, but like, you know, there's, 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 can you, can you guys shed any light onto what yeah, this is? Cause a lot of people, people are jumping, us. a lot of people are jumping on this, a lot of people, and that's understandable. Everybody wants to find a, a kind of reason here. At best, I think the proof so far, uh, shows that. Jim obviously controls 8kun and may on the clear web be the person behind the hosting of qmap.pub. Anything further than that right now is not founded in information as far as I know. I don't know if Travis knows something I don't, but this is a lot of speculation and I expected it. When Q goes big, you're going to have your basically left-wing conspiracy theories about it. Like we figure out who it is. Why are you ignoring it? You know, and people are saying that to us sometimes. It's like, we're not, but we check out the stuff that comes in and we're not going to make a statement about who is Q or not. I mean, that that is a huge statement to make based on some IP addresses that show hosting at best. Yeah. I gotta say that, like, watching that spread, I was like, huh, I wonder if the cute people are getting a little, like, satisfaction from this, just because it's like watching it spread on the other kind of end of the spectrum of the internet it was pretty funny. I mean, the the kind of shit that people were posting, like, found the IP, we have did all this, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, if you read what they're writing, it's, like, completely absurd. It doesn't actually tell you anything. And anyone with any, I mean... You know, I don't even know that much about the internet and computers, and I was reading it, and I was like, "What the hell are you talking about? This is like, this is uh, this is a joke." 
And yet it spread like wildfire not across to say like it's not all liberal lead. and left Twitter. It is very much a good um, lead. I'll put it that way. Yeah. If I were if I were an investigator, I would look a lot into Ron and Jim Watkins. And my best guess right now as to who controls that account is probably them. So it's not to discount that. But I also want to, on the other side, any statements made should be based in evidence, I think. And so we have Agreed. to just wait for that because otherwise the damage is going to be much greater if we just, you know, do this early. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there's a there's a couple things. I mean, it's like uh, like you said, there's there is good reason to believe that Watkins is at the very minimum in cahoots with whoever is making the yes. the Q post. There's actually there's proof that these he's been in contact with Q over all these years, including in 2019. That 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 there's proof. So that's 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 a reasonable thing. But but uh, to make the to make the additional leap to say that like all of the that Jim Watkins is Q is 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 uh, is a bridge too far based on just the IP address uh, evidence. In fact, uh, Frederick Brennan in a Daily Dot uh, uh, article he he said, "quote I never claim that Q has been doxxed." So he that's he the ex maker of of. That that's the the original creator of Acoon, and he was the one who I think originally, I guess, I wouldn't say fueled this conspiracy theory, but was providing information that then people were baking, just like the QAnon yeah. people. I mean, really, they were baking the crumbs that that you know that were, yeah. Anyways, it's it's a bit of a shame. I don't think that that it's even a necessarily untrue. That's a thing. You know, we might yeah, find out it is true, uh, but but uh, but right now we do not like have QAnon. that information. Yeah, exactly. It's all going to be real in the end. You know, Jake's not here with yeah, us. Uh, we got to trust the plan. <laughs> we absolutely should trust the plan. I keep telling that to Travis, but he doesn't want to listen. I don't. Um, well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, you can check out Julian and Travis's podcast, QAnon Anonymous. We will, of course, link it. Um, but yeah, it is it is a podcast devoted, not entirely, to QAnon. It's like how we're devoted to Jeffrey Epstein. They talk about other stuff, too. Uh, by the way, I do want to upbraid the pair of you real quickly. There is no bigger Thomas Wichter expert on this fucking earth than Brace Belden. <laughs> hey, man, Nobody. we assigned... <laughs> Listen, the mentally ill guy on our side, he decided to pick that as a, as a topic. He saw your tweet, he told me, okay? And he said... I love Wichter. I don't have he what it takes... He brings the content to us, so... <laughs> he doesn't have what it takes to reach out to you. If you reach out to him and start a DM conversation right. and you're able to kind of tame Jake... Love Jake. Understand Jake. Hold Jake even. Eventually, you'll be on a segment with him. No doubt. I, I just, I need, I, I mean, this is, I, I got my own sort of Wichter Drops uh, <laughs> app in mind. But oh, yes, please. It's, uh, he is, he is a one-man QAnon, which is really <laughs> like, and I, I, that, yeah. that is not even doing him justice. He is uh, one of the greatest theorists of experimental warfare in ours or anyone else's lifetime. And bass player, of course. Oh, of course, yeah, classic bass player, and really a a a a uh, the heir to Lester Bangs, a rock journalist. Um, well, anyways, fellas, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, last question, sorry, last question, real quick, just fired it off. I always ask Travis this, but I'm going to ask him uh, both of you again. How many QAnon believers, like full on believers, do you think that there are right now? Best guess. Full on is a hard term to address. Just because yeah. of how this is one of the things that defines QAnon is that people participating in it have an immensely varying uh, level of involvement or understanding about it. You can be like, it's a very low cost entry, uh, but I'll let Travis take the numbers and say that there are none, I'm sure. 
No, yeah, this is a problem. There was a recent, uh, there was a recent poll that showed mm -hmm. that seven uh, percent of Americans have a favorable view of QAnon, which is, I think, a disturbingly high number. <laughs> uh, a lot of people are saying, a lot, a lot of people are they're saying it's like, oh, seven percent. That's not much. I mean, listen, if seven percent of people approve of QAnon, that's more than the number of Mormons in the country. That's yeah. massive. Someone get me the percentage of Volkish occultists right before yeah. Hitler did the beer hall push. <laughs> uh, but, 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 but I don't know, 7% could, uh, that, that include people who are full-on QAnon believers or people who yeah. are just, you know, just on the uh, right wing and think that QAnon people are valuable allies and they, they approve of it in that sense. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know, it would be easily, easily in the millions. I, you know, yeah. a, a handful of bill. I don't know, three, yeah. four million maybe, I think would be a rough estimate uh, just in the United States. And, um, but uh, that, uh, that's a, has a middle of the road that might be way high, maybe way low, but I have no idea. I wish the institutions would do something about it. Right. <laughs> you know, just the studying, just the just, numbers just stuff. Just give us intel. Nerds. Just understand the Awaken. problem, please. Become something. It would take like thir a good 30, 50 grand. I looked it up to do a real solid comprehensive poll on the really? on the, the, the size, demographics, yeah. and the, sort of the beliefs of the QAnon community. I mean, that's that's doable. Listen I'm up, DNC. Next year, you don't run Pete Buttigieg, but you do the research around this. <laughs> also, any sociology grad students out there uh, yeah. well we know there's lots probably more than you know uh, just about as many as there are QAnon supporters you who are not gainfully employed <laughs> yeah. I know but those together. of you who aren't this uh, is it the CIA is going to put together project. like a crowdsource project where they're going to ask people for their labor to figure this shit out <laughs> we just don't have the resources folks sorry they cut the budget well fellas it has been a pleasure thank you buddy absolutely we love keep calm and QAnon Well, another uplifting episode of True Anon. That had me going crackers. <laughs> Every time we do a QAnon episode, what? I try to do this in the outro. I try to say words with a Q oh. instead of a C, but it just leads me to like God, really struggle work. pronouncing it. Crackers. It's awful. I think it's too quixotic for the podcast. Qu How come it's quixotic, but his name is Don Quixote? It's can oh why can't I say God. Quixotic? Quixotic. No. Um, that's actually... That, Do you that rent Don, Don Quixote? No. I just, you know, I'm trying to read Moby Dick right now. What? You haven't read Don Quixote? No. Liz, I, I, I was literally unsure that's until like three days Ur ago. That's like the black pill. I was unsure until three days ago if I had a high school degree. Do like, you? Uh, I had the equivalent of one. Oh, okay. It's like... I you were uh, going to say you were still unsure. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think I have to write them a letter mm. to like get it from them. Right, right, right. Uh, but my resume has said I've had a college degree since I was like nineteen. Yeah. By so, the way, can you send me your updated CV? What is it? My review? Is my <laughs> no? Liz, I don't want to do this on air. Is this my? Is yeah, this we're my gonna do review. It's your one year review, baby. Oh god, fuck! I can't believe it's already been a year. Cool. Um, I was thinking like me, uh, me and Young Chomsky have been talking. Um, and, uh, I was thinking, and this is protected speech. I was thinking that maybe, um, 
maybe we could get to make some decisions. Like sometimes like maybe like I, 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 I just found out recently the podcast isn't free sometimes. And like, I don't really know what's going on with that. I feel like you didn't tell us about that. And like, I, 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 I sometimes you have like guests on and like without me. And sometimes they like make fun of me and like, um, you know, say I'm stupid and I'm little and I'm not worth much. And like, and if you guys fun. like that kind of, uh, strong labor leadership that you just heard from Bryce Belden there. Wait till uh-huh. you hear the Belden program. Oh, yes, absolutely. Listen, okay, yeah, okay, wait. Uh, add on a couple more minutes to this oh four hour God. long fucking no, episode. No, 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 no. No, 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 yes. Uh, that is. Uh, I listen. got a basketball game to watch. Sweetheart, 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 dribble this. I Just 30 seconds. Give you me just 30 seconds. Get- me off. Two Double flipped her off. Yeah, that's that's they call that a deuce in basketball. Uh, two I, birds. I I understand. I got some feedback from from the last episode that maybe what I said at the end was a little bit of a downer. No, baby, it was actually you don't know it yet. You don't know it yet. But that was actually the greatest thing you've heard in your life. That is that is the sound of a door opening and the bleak past leaving us behind, baby. Yeah, that's that is the, the white sound. pill. Mm-hmm. Uh. You will f- soon learn of the Belden program. And let me tell you, it will end any doubts you've had about, like, listen, the people who run socialism right now, they're tired. They're, they've been working so hard for so many years. Why don't you go, why don't you go take a nap? Go to, the, go to the lake. Go take a fish. Let Brace take over. I'll take it from here. Anyways, Belden program's coming. I am Brace Belden. I'm Liz. We are, of course, joined by producer Young Chomsky. Producer Young Chomsky. Sorry, I thought we could do like a cool cool double thing there. I guess not. We just had a great ending, and you just end it with this little jokey bit you always got to do. Little 13-year-old brain. Well, Thin Lizzy, Scott Gorham and the other guitarist from Thin Lizzy used to do these really cool like dual guitar solos at the same time. You can look Mm. up their, I believe, Sydney show. It's fantastic. I was thinking we could be kind of like, I could be Scott Gorham because he's pretty good looking. And like... I don't remember the other guy looking. I'm not saying he's not, but like, anyways, uh, that's true, Anon. Bye bye. <laughs>